Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Going for Two podcast, a podcast that at least half of its hosts are making a solemn vow to not say new year, new me, at least not unsarcastically. What about you, Ben? Yeah, we can up that to 100% of the host because 100%. Hopefully I'll never say new year, new me, even if I think it like or even if I <laughs> want it to happen. I won't ever you'll never hear me saying it nor posting that. So, but you Good. know, to ease their own, everybody. I think if you post new year new me, like the only way to justify the cliche of posting that is to actually transform yourself. So, you know, if you can do that, then yeah. it's justified. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that's that's not not easy. I've only done it once or twice, so <laughs> fully transformed yourself. That's right. That's right. One thing, the Ben, we won't abstain from this year, though, is some New Year's resolutions. Is that right? That is correct. It is the time to make New Year's resolutions, the time where everybody is filled with, uh, with eternal hope that their lives will change due to their sheer willpower, only to be crushed within less than a month's time and realize that things may not really change, but hopefully it'll change for some of the NFL teams. Uh, that need to make some new year's resolutions. And there's going to be some changes. We know that Uh, what we also know is that not all of them will be for the better. Yeah, that's for sure that there's, there needs to be a lot of new year's resolutions. Let's just say that Um, Mm -hmm. we're not going to cover all of the new year's resolutions that are needed throughout the NFL. Um, In this podcast, that would take a long time, but I, I think probably where you and I picked, they're the most needed new year's resolutions for the people that we think should make them. I think I could see that. I think I would, uh, would agree with that, that sentiment. I think we hit the nail on the head with this one. We will also later in the episode, talk about, um, the playoffs, um, teams that don't need as many changes and we'll have our playoff draft so that we'll see whether Ben or I can, pick the most likely candidate to win the Super Bowl. And, um, we think I won last year. We're not <laughs> sure, um, but we're going to go with that. If you know, if you're such an avid listener that you know who won the playoff picks last year, let us know. <laughs> and I think you could be like a host of the show if you're like that avid of a listener. So I'll, I'll relinquish yeah, my I'm- role to you. We'll at least bring you on for an episode or oh, yeah. a five-minute segment that may or may not hit the air and give <laughs> right. you a sticker. That that's the least we could do. Yeah, it's a wide range, but you know, a lot of a lot of possibilities. Just like the new year brings. So, Ben, with that, let's get back to the New Year's resolutions. Who who have you selected for your first resolution, and and you know what are they going to strive to be in twenty twenty one? All right, so uh, my first out of two New Year's resolutions uh, that I believe a team in the NFL needs to make, I'm starting with the Philadelphia Eagles. They were the uh, they had a chance to um, ruin this. Uh, are we calling it a Cinderella story for the Washington football team? Or I I, I don't think most people would. Um, it's it's kind of more like if like a if you you fall upward into success, I think that's a term. Like you, <laughs> and somehow the Redskins managed to do that. But the Eagles, nevertheless, had a chance to ruin the Washington football team's playoff hopes on Sunday night. 
Um, but they didn't, you know, and Logan, we, we chatted a little bit about this before the show, but it was some odd 76er-esque stuff going on with mm-hmm. Doug Peterson and, and his uh, decision to pull. If you didn't watch the game, Jalen Hurts uh, was pulled, I believe it was in the, was it the fourth quarter? It was either the third or fourth quarter. But in Jalen Hurts wasn't doing great, you know, by no means. He, he, I mean, he was having a bad game. But they replaced him with Nate Sudfield, you know, who is a veteran backup. Uh, but he's a veteran backup for a reason, meaning that he's not a very talented quarterback um, himself. So he replaced – so Doug Peterson swapped out Jalen Hurts. Carson Wentz wasn't playing. He was a healthy scratch. So Nate Sudfield played, and he, you know, he had you know, really a terrible he, uh, time against the – Washington football team um, on Sunday. He, I think he was he, he barely completed a pass. I think he threw one interception. I think he had a fumble lost. So it was just like not a good outing whatsoever. And the the reason why I'm saying this is because if he had a good outing, it may justify it a little bit to replace um, Nate Sudfeld for Jalen Hurts. But it really was not justifiable whatsoever. And so that was strange, you know. And we're not going to dive into too much of that because you know I, I saw Joe Judge the New York Giants um head coach who the Giants would have got in the playoffs if the Redskins lost you know he came out and basically said Doug Peterson did this on purpose they were trying to I think they were moving up three draft spots if they lost that night so they were trying to get up from the nine to six draft spot that's why they mm. uh, uh that's why they swapped to Nate Sudfield later in the game um you know, and so there's a lot of rumors, strange things going out there. We don't really see this in football, or at least not this blatant. Um, but, you know, that's that's kind of its own story. But the reason why I lead with this is because there is turmoil, there is uncertainty, there is um, a lack of knowledge about the future in that Eagles QB room. They obviously had uh, misgivings about Carson Wentz in the middle of the season, switched to Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts played okay, um, and then uh, obviously may have had some misgivings about Jalen Hurts last Sunday. I don't think they did, but um, you know I don't know if they think he's a franchise quarterback. But all that to say, my New Year's resolution for the Philadelphia Eagles is to find a franchise quarterback. He may be in-house. There may be two in-house. Who knows? Uh, or they may need to find someone in the draft. They've got the sixth pick now since they lost on Sunday. I don't think Justin Fields uh, is going to be there. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to be there. But, you know, some of the other good quarterbacks in this draft, uh, Zach uh, Wilson or uh, uh, Trey Lance could could fall. You know, Mac Jones, you know, any of those guys could fall to the sixth pick. Definitely could fall there. Maybe they find in the draft. Maybe they find free agency. You know, maybe they go for go hard to draw Dak away from an NFC East rival in the Cowboys. Who knows? Because he'll be a free agent this offseason. Who knows what the what the Eagles are going to do? But they've got to find a franchise quarterback, um, and they've got to find a franch- They've got to find a quarterback coach who meshes well. You, we saw Frank Reich mm-hmm. mesh well with Carson mm-hmm. Wentz, and that led to Carson Wentz having like an MVP caliber season before he got hurt. And I think the thirteenth game of the season, they need to have a good quarterback coach. Doug Peters can can fill that void a little bit, but they need to bring someone in to mesh well with whoever the franchise quarterback. Uh, is that they're hoping will be the quarterback of the future in Philadelphia. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And 
with with that last part specifically about finding the quarterback and the um, quarterback coach, offensive coordinator that work well together because it's it's pretty clear that uh, whatever was going on behind the scenes while Carson Wentz was the starter was not effective this season. Like he was not a he was not playing at a high level. He was um, he wasn't a starting caliber quarterback. His footwork was bad. His throws were inaccurate. His confidence was shaken. His decision-making was poor. It was just all around bad from a very talented quarterback. So I, I agree with that. And I think I would almost push back a little bit about, on the premise, though, that, that they need to go out and find their, their guy. Like, they've got a bunch of holes. That offensive line, a lot like the Cowboys that was really good a few years ago, is old. <laughs> uh-huh. And – They've got holes on defense. They, you know, started a guy that got cut from the Packers practice squad this season. Travis Fulgham came out and had breakout games because they had no other receivers. Yep. They're starting (laughs) – the former Houston quarterback, Greg Ward, was their, like, their most consistent offensive threat this season. And that's that's nuts. I'm a big fan of Texas guys, but that's crazy. Um, so I think they have other holes to fill with that number six pick if they want to trade back and, and pick up some guys, because specifically they have a guy, at least one on the roster that they can win games with. And I believe most, I'm really, and truly, if I'm them, I'm more confident in my organization being successful with Jalen Hurts. Um, and that may sound Mm -hmm. crazy. I still think Carson Wentz is more talented, but I, it really sounds like the relationship is fractured and it's best for both sides to move on. With Jalen Hurts, you have some flexibility on, on that rookie pay scale um, to do some other things. And next year, if you're still bad, you, you address the quarterback situation at that point. But changes need to be made, that's for sure. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I, and I think you made a really good point about the Jalen Hurts being on a uh, – a rookie contract and it's not even a rookie contract of, you know, that's in the first yeah. uh, first round contract. Like some of these mm-hmm. others have been, I mean, we've seen successful teams in the past, like the Texans and the Seahawks of, you know, several years ago, you go being able to get big time players and free agencies or re-sign big time players because they have that flexibility with their cap because they have a successful rookie quarterback. Even if Jalen hurts doesn't play like an MVP, but he just plays like a good starting quarterback. I think that would be sufficient enough to point them in the right direction uh, and Jalen Hurts offers a lot with his mobility. I agree with you that I don't think Carson Wentz is washed up. I just think he needs to fit with – he just needs to find the right fit. Um, but I think as of now for the Eagles organization, Jalen Hurts offers the the best um, the best future for them in the immediate future given what he can do with – um, you know, his, his arm and his legs. Cause right now you gotta be, you gotta be mobile in the pocket. Uh, and the more mobile you are, the better chance you have in, uh, looking like a Patrick Mahomes or someone who can keep mm-hmm. the, keep the play moving. And right. if your wide receivers are able to, to be in, um, a nice flux with you, then they can, um, continue to, to keep running around and just keep the fluidity of the play going. So Jalen Hurts offers that, um, but we'll see lot, lot to be. Uh, desired in the NFC East as a whole. So For I'm sure. sure this will not be the last time we talk about the NFC East on this show before the next season. No. So, 
not before the next segment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but before wrong. we move off of the Eagles, we yep. don't need to spend too much more time. But just yes or no, what? Um, or I guess it's not a yes or no, but just kind of a one-word answer. What do you think the Eagles do with Carson Wentz? What, is, is he? Will he be a free agent? Do you know? I don't know off the top of my no, head. No, he's okay. he's locked in for at least I think three more seasons. I think they trade him, you know, I think they trade him. Um, I, I don't think, I, I think they've kind of given up on him uh, when they, when he entered the season, you know, I think they were really kind of 50, 50 to be honest about um, mm-hmm. what they wanted to do with him. And if he was going to be able to, uh, if he was going to regress even further or, or progress to his MVP type caliber play, they saw the answer to that. They think they may have someone in Jalen Hurts. We all know how it goes when you have two starters in a locker room. It's not pretty. Um, so I think they're going to trade away. And Doug Peterson knows that he's a smart coach. I think they're going to trade away, get what they can with Wentz um, before he just rides the bench for one or two more years and his trade value goes down. Um, but, you know, I think he's. I think they're going to try to see what they can get from him on the market. I think that's what they should do. I'm, I'm not convinced they do it. And the second question, was Doug Peterson tanking that game? I, I so I'm very slow to make um, to make claims like that without pure data, without like you know data definitely backs it up. Mm-hmm. But I think he was, yeah. Mm. I mean, I think he was. I mean, they were down by six when Nate Sudfeld came in for Jalen Hurts. If they were down by fourteen or twenty-one or something, that would be a different ball game. You know, you don't want – maybe see if you have anything in Nate Sudfield. Don't want Jalen Hurts to get hurt. See if there's some spark Nate Sudfield can offer, something like that. But not when you're down by six. I mean, that's – all it takes is Jalen Hurts breaking off a run, and you're, and you're ahead. You're leading. Right. So, I, I think he was tanking the game. That's that, – that is crazy to me. This is a crazy situation. I don't think if I were Doug Peterson that any amount of um, – assurances from management and ownership of the team would have given me the balls to make that call <laughs> like really and truly like I'm coaching to win every game that I can. Um, you know, you, you saw Adam Gase go yeah. out and, and yeah. win a game and like, man, I, I don't know. I, that's a lot of confidence that you're coming back next year. If you tank that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, who knows if he was told, by higher ups, you know, what to do or, you know, yeah. but, but I think the interesting thing was that I think there have been more passive forms of tanking in the NFL that are less obvious, but it was so blatant, you know, mm-hmm. just, and, and if it was truly tanking. And so we have never seen a, a blatant taking that I can remember on a scale like that. So, um, but yeah. yeah, it makes you wonder about the culture in Philadelphia for sure. That's nuts. Okay. So we'll move on to another team that resides in the dumpster fire division of the <laughs> NFC East, and that is the Cowboys. So my resolution for the Cowboys in 2021, get Dak signed. Like, <laughs> let's quit playing games and sign your most valuable player. Um, I think you could make the argument like the year that Peyton Manning got hurt and I think his uh, NFL 100 ranking went up when he didn't play because people were like, <laughs> they went, they won one game yeah. without 
without Dak, the Cowboys were lost and he could have kept them in games earlier in the season like he was doing while he was playing. And he late in the season when the defense came on, that would have been making your playoff push. Or, I mean, honestly, if Dak were playing, it seems like they would have run away with the division. But um, I don't think you gamble on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a discussion with, with a family member over um, the holidays, um, and he said he, he thinks the Cowboys could win a Super Bowl with Andy Dalton or someone like Andy Dalton. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> to me, that is gambling on, you know, 51 positions rather than putting your chips on one. You know, mm-hmm. I, you're, you're saying I'm going to hit on, you know, at least like 22 of these guys or 21 of these guys rather than I know I'm going to hit on Dak Prescott. That's pre- Dak Prescott has proven to me to be a top five quarterback in this league. And you're not going to find another one in the fourth round. You don't have a great success rate in the first round. Look at Dwayne Haskins. Look at what do we think about Sam Darnold, Daniel Jones, those guys. Like, what, So what do you? how do you propose that we fix the QB situation outside of Dak? I don't see that as a clear-cut option to a path to the Super Bowl. So Cowboys need to get Dak signed. And here's the hot take about it. Cause I don't think that's a hot take. Like I think most people agree Cowboys mm-hmm. should sign Dak Prescott. If signing Dak Prescott means that you have to trade Ezekiel Elliott, do it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I don't think that the Cowboys have much of a choice here. I mean, they're sitting at the 10th spot in the draft right now. Um, I don't think they're going to want to go the route of signing a, a quarterback, you know, like a Trey Lance or Zach Wilson or someone who may or may not fall to them. Um, I, I just don't think they want to go through that again. And, and when you have the opportunity, you know, I think that they have the cap room. If they need to offload some of those um, more expensive contracts, I think they're capable of doing that. Uh, but you're right. The importance that Dak has shown with him being absent has just been so obvious. I mean, because that, you know, and, and that's not to say that that team hasn't been banged up in other spots, but I mean, you know, you, it's interesting because there's the, the war statistic that is, I don't know much about it, but I know it's used in baseball a lot. And so it stands for wins o- above replacement. Right. Um, and it's, it's a really, I mean, I think the MLB uses it a whole lot as sort of a comprehensive statistic to say, how much better are you than the player who we may replace you with? And I think mm-hmm. that is, it's very concrete that I think, you know, the, the Cowboys record this year, which um, was six and 10, you know, I think at least if Dak was there, at least four more wins, you know, and that puts yeah. them to ten, a 10 and six and probably being in the playoffs in the NFC. And so, and, and winning that division. So that's a, that's a four game swing, which is huge for a player. I mean, that's tremendous. Um, you know, that's taking, if you replaced, a 12 and four quarterback with somebody else. And they're now an undefeated team in the regular season. Like that's the value of a quarterback like that. Um, that can a- attribute so many wins to him just being on the field is tremendous. So yeah, I completely agree with you. They have got to get Dak signed. And if they do not, if they, if they go another route, they may have another year like they have, like they had this year. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, take a play, 
out of the Philadelphia playbook and draft somebody next year in the second, third, fourth round. You know, if you uh-huh. find the guy that you feel comfortable or you, you like a lot, like you did with Dak Prescott, you know, they, they weren't looking for a replacement when they drafted Dak. Um, yeah. So sign Dak, go draft. Heck, I'd love to see him draft Sam Ellinger out of Texas, who's, you know, <laughs> I'm seeing is only like the 10th best quarterback, according to Todd McShay. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's nuts. Oh, I think it's a little bit nuts, but mainly because they put Kellen Mond over him. And I, I don't agree with that. But hmm. yeah, find someone like that who's a proven winner, a lot like Jalen Hurts, and bring him into your organization and, and have a little bit more um, insurance. And to if, if he goes down, that you're not stuck with Andy Dalton, who can't run the offense like it was built the whole off season to run because you built it around Dak Prescott. Yeah. I mean, ironically, I think when most, when Andy Dalton went to Dallas, a lot of people said, Oh, Oh yeah, that's a good move. Actually. Mm-hmm. You know, Dak goes down Dalton. Yeah. And I mean, to be realistic, he was one of the better quarterbacks on the, on the market. That could be one of the better backup quarterbacks that were on the right. free agent market last year. And so it was a good pick for them. But, you know, he had injuries. Uh, he was out with COVID for a little bit. I believe he had a, a concussion, concussion yep. I think it was. Okay, yeah. So, you know, all that to say, if Andy Dalton was mm-hmm. was healthy, I, maybe they would have won one more game or so, but he was not playing at a very high level. Um, but, you know, I completely agree with you that they've got to get some form of insurance policy that is is different than just going out and getting a, a veteran QB to be your backup. You know, they've got to get someone who can – Maybe who ha- who can run the ball a little bit like Jalen Hurts can in Philadelphia offers something a little bit different, or a younger quarterback that is coming from a you know a winning, um, a winning college like Sam Ellinger. Yeah, that's that's the way the league is going for sure. So Ben, give us your your next resolution. All right, my next New Year's resolution uh, is something that hits. Uh, sort of home, home personally, not home geographically, because I live in North Carolina. But this team is on the other side; it's on the West Coast. But it's my herd team, the Los Angeles Chargers. Their New Year's resolution should be find a f- just just like the Eagles, a little different. Find a franchise coach because mm. I I've lived through the Marty Schottenheimers and the North Turners and the Mike McCoys and now the Anthony Lynns and. Just about all of them have been like there for three to five years. And I just want a coach that is going to be there for like 10 to 15 years or even 20 years. And I know that's what all franchises want, but the, the Chargers have been looking for their coach, you know, arguably since, oh man, I mean, I'm, I, I have uh, my wealth of Chargers knowledge does not run this deep, but I'm looking at the past Chargers coaches and I mean, honestly, uh, you have to go back to Don Coriel and the and the Dan oh, Fouts air raid offense before they had a coach that was there for more than uh, let's see, for longer than five years, and that the longest tenured coach in that time was North Tur- North Turner. So we're going back, you know, until 1986 was when Coriel was no longer the coach. But it's just been this trepidatious. Uh, process of you know maybe good enough maybe not good enough coach for 
but then they get the boot after three or four years, and then you bring in someone and cross your fingers, and it's just it, it, it's just a headache. I was hoping Anthony Lynn would be the coach. I was sad to see him go because I think he's a great guy, but I don't think he's a great head coach. So mm. I was okay with the decision. I hope he lands on his feet, gets a good job as offensive coordinator, running backs coach somewhere because uh, he's great at that. But Chargers, just they just please, as a fan who's been a fan since the years of early Mar- Marty Schottenheimer days when I was young, wearing Keenan McCardell jerseys, please find a franchise coach. So, so you agree with the decision to let Anthony Lynn go? Yeah, I do. You know, in his time there, he was about 533 and 31. So, you know, he was, I think this was the biggest year. He, he was obviously promising. You know, a lot of people thought the Chargers were going to be good this year. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people thought the Chargers were going to be really good last year. Mm-hmm. That was when they uh, like won like six games, like three years ago, they won like six games in a row to finish the season. Philip Rivers hadn't left yet and everything. And so people were saying, oh yeah, the Chargers are going to be sacked this year. Uh, and they didn't do that great last year. And so I think that was this, this season was kind of the icing on the cake. Some people thought Anthony Lynn was going to stay because he won the last four games and they just and their last game was beating the Chiefs. But, you know, all that to say, Lynn, the, the problem with Anthony Lynn wasn't really, honestly, the record. It was his decision-making. Um, you know, he, as a, as a head coach and game-time decisions, really did not make some good decisions. Um, and I think that was difficult. Um, like I said, mm. great guy, but I don't know if being a head coach is um, – I hope he goes somewhere and is a fantastic head coach because I wish him success – but I don't know if being a head coach is, um, is meant for him specifically. Okay. So I'm looking at the available jobs, Jacksonville, the jets, Detroit, Houston Falcons. And that's it. I think the Chargers Mm -hmm. are the best job. Yeah. I mean, before Lynn got fired, people were saying, um, well, actually a a few weeks ago, it was the Falcons. And then uh, Jacksonville moved up a, a, ahead of the Jets um, and secured the number one spot, and they're going to get Trevor Lawrence now. And so people were saying, oh, it's Jacksonville. And then Lynn got fired, and people were saying, oh, maybe it's Los Angeles. Maybe it's the Chargers now. So, I mean, it's a very, um, it's a very tempting you know, job offer. Uh, I've seen, you know, as, as it goes, the day after somebody or a couple days after a coach is released – the whole entire gamut of different coaches linked to Los Angeles, but I've seen uh, Brian Dayball, Urban Meyer, um, I've seen uh, Arthur Smith, um, you know, and some of the other people that I really want, like Eric Bienemy, or you know, he is only linked to them because he'll probably be head coach and they have a off or they have an opening. But all that to say, you know, I think that Anthony Lynn, um, the the spot the vacancy that he left is very attractive. And I think that it's so attractive that it could get a big name um, from this. Co- and there's, there's a lot of good coaches out there. I think it's kind of weird because typically there's not a lot of talented coaches that are looking for jobs, but I think there, there are some attractive coaches out there right now. So hopefully one of them will land in Los Angeles. So who would you, you get to hand pick who are you picking? <sighs> I think BNME. Um, probably most people would say that. Uh, but I think 
having Eric Bieniemy and Justin Herbert. Oh man, that would be, I would love that. And the rest of the offense. Um, and I think that the um, Chargers defense is like, is, is personnel wise great enough that we don't need to bring in a defensive minded coach. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like uh, Gus Bradley may move on. Uh, I think the Raiders have been looking at him um, actually for their defensive coordinator position, which is interesting. Um, but it looks like we'll probably no longer have Gus Bradley, but I think personnel wise when Derwin James comes back from his injury, I think we'll be fine. So an Eric B would be great. Um, you know, I'm also definitely interested in like a day ball. Uh, he, you know, he came from the bills. It'll be this very similar thing that, um, happened with Anthony Lynn because Anthony Lynn came from the bills. So, you know, that kind of gives me some hesitation, but I think they're, they were in two different systems and, it was, bef- I believe, I don't think Anthony Lynn overlapped at all with um, Sean McDermott that I remember. So I think Eric Benamy, Brian Dayball, those would be good with me. I'd be happy with those. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I got to look at it. And from Eric Benamy's point of view, I'm, you know, what I'm looking at is Houston with Deshaun Watson and some, some great talent and the, Chargers with Justin Herbert and I I think Deshaun Watson's the better quarterback and the best quarterback available on open teams mm-hmm. but the Chargers have everything else or like check every other box that you would want so yeah I think the Chargers are the best job I think Eric the enemy um, would probably be making a wise decision to take that job um yeah. yeah. It's can you imagine if Eric Bienemy went to the Jags and he teamed up with Trevor Lawrence? Oh man. That would be interesting. That, I'm, but I'm see yeah. I'm I'm still not uh I mean I understand the the hype of Trevor Lawrence being their number one overall pick. I understand that completely. Um but I'm not convinced he's, you know, the second coming of Joe Montana. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if I'm a head coach or if I'm looking at head coaching vacancies, I don't really put the Jags for that reason at the top of the list. You know, maybe, yeah. maybe the other reason, maybe I think they, I just read they have like $84 million in cap space. If you see the free agents out there to, to assemble that team, that's maybe more attractive to me than, than coaching Trevor Lawrence when the other options are Justin Herbert or uh, Deshaun Watson. So I'm, I, you know, I kind of, I lean to the proven and Justin Herbert's proven himself this year. Yeah, no, I like, I, I agree with that. I don't think it's a very attractive spot because the Jags are, you know, not counting Trevor Lawrence. The Jags have a lot to be desired with their roster there. Um, I, I don't think he ends up in Jacksonville, but it would be fun to watch. And, I like that that phrase that you used. I'm going to steal it at some point, but I lean what lean to the proven. Mm-hmm. Is that like a? Did you just make that fa- phrase up, or is that a phrase that I should know? Well, I think that's a a Logan original right there. If you want to call wow. that a, a you know a phrase or a saying. All right, lean to the proven. I like it. Well, Logan, are you leaning to the proven with your second New Year's resolution rounding us out? Yeah, I am actually. This is the only resolution going to a playoff team. And, uh, you know, I'm really hoping they can get it done without this because they were one of my Super Bowl picks. But the Titans need a pass rush. So for the Titans, Mm. 
go find a pass rush this new year. Like Jadavian Clowney was not it. I, I think they knew he was not it. But a couple years ago, they let Jarrell Casey go. That was their interior guy. Uh, yep. They, they've got the, they replaced him with uh, Jeffrey Simmons. Is that correct? Um, I don't know off the top of my head. I want to say that's... I'll fact check it. I'll fact check it while you... That's the name that they got in the draft, maybe out of Mississippi State, I want to say. And I think he... You are correct. He's done well, but, um, you know, interior pass rush guys that actually produce double-digit sacks like Aaron Donald are are (laughs) hard to find as an understatement. So (laughs) they need to go find themselves a pass rush. I don't care how they have to do it if they need to spend millions of dollars in free agency and draft six guys to find whatever can put together that for that team. Like that's all they're missing. They've got explosive plays. They've got good secondary players. Their linebackers are good. Derrick Henry is the best, maybe the best player in the league right now. Ryan Tannehill is an excellent compliment to him as a mobile quarterback who can throw the deep ball really well. Corey Davis has come alive. Johnu Smith is finally doing something. A.J. Brown looks like a man playing pickup football in a playground. <laughs> and like, but they just can't rush the passer. So that's, yeah. for me, that is what they need to turn themselves from, uh, they might win a playoff game to, oh, they are Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and so just, uh, I had our intern look, look it up. Um, and yes, you are correct on the Jeffrey Simmons uh, <laughs> draft pick. So thank you to our intern, who is also my cat. Um, <laughs> go Rio. Go Rio. Um, no, but yeah, that's a huge, huge piece to any team that needs to win. You just got to have somebody like solid in that position. And like you were saying, Jaden McClaney, I think they knew, probably Jaden McClaney himself knew, and everybody else knew that. It wasn't like a star signing or anything. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really close to what it was, even when he signed with the Seahawks um, a couple of years ago. But you know, they he tried it out. They they tried it out, and he's 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 okay. But he's nothing that they needed to be. But I want to ask you a question, and hear me out because it's a little out there. But what if? And I'm going to get my data ready before I ask you this question to uh, to make sure that I am. Uh, supporting it with good with good data okay. but what what if you take Derrick Henry and you put him at the edge and let him rush the ball <laughs> cuz he's he is 63 mm-hmm. he's 238 he's okay he's von miller he's von, he's von miller so yeah i mean just to compare von miller is actually von miller is Let's see. I wanted to pull up his height and weight, which is that. Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Von Miller, 6'3", 249. So Von Miller literally just only has 11 pounds on Derrick Henry. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But, yeah, okay, Derrick Henry off the edge. What do you think about that? <laughs> I think it would be brilliant if you weren't taking 2,000 rushing yards away from your offense. <laughs> well, he could do both, right, like 1930s again? Well, you know, he, he play both sides. they do say – and I believe it to be true that he just kind of warms up with contact. So instead of Derrick Henry just, you know, having 100 yards, 150 yards in the second half, you just have him hit 150 yards in the first half after he's (laughs) 
gone out there for a couple defensive series too. So you you might be onto something. I, I like it. Um, also, side note: Did you know I looked up Von Miller's like Wikipedia page? Did you know his middle name was B B Vashon? B Vashon. <laughs> like no, it. It, there's like so it. many odd things about that guy. He's a chicken farmer. He's a chicken guy. Yeah, I love it. He's a great guy. I hope he gets healthy and back to his former self. No, um, that would okay. be a great pickup for the Titans. Von Miller. That, He's going to be a free agent. See, that was a good segue into my, my next question for you. I was going to ask, draft-wise or free agency, or what moves do they have to make to make their news resolution come true? I, I honestly think it needs to be multiple. Like, um, you know, I'm, I'm not, other than Von Miller, I'm not, right off the top of my head coming up with that elite pass rusher who can get it done by themselves. And even yep. if you get Von Miller, you better go out and draft his backup too, because he, he may get injured. He is older. He's not the future. He's the present. So, and I also, but I also don't know that stud guy. There's not a chase young in this year's draft class. Yep. Um, so it may not be easy. There may have to be a trade involved. I, I don't know. Um, exactly how you get that done. I think so. If you don't, if you don't know exactly what it is, then you better throw everything you got at it. That's that's my strategy. If I'm the Titans, I'm going to draft somebody. I'm going to sign a free agent. I may make a trade. I'm going to have multiple solutions to this problem coming into next season. Yeah, I like the uh, multifaceted approach. Well, Tennessee needs to do something if they want to win the Super Bowl. Like you were saying, I don't think that they are quite there yet, but we'll see what they're going to do come this weekend. And speaking of this weekend, Logan, should we get into it? Let's do it. All right. I love it. So for our listeners, just to give you a quick recap of what we did about this time last year, Logan and I take turns drafting our playoff team. And then whichever team is it, do we want to do which every team wins the Super Bowl this year? Is that about right? Yeah, whichever team wins the Super Bowl. Perfect. Whichever team wins the Super Bowl out of our, now I will guess it will be seven teams each because they added an extra team in the playoffs this year. Whichever team wins that Super Bowl gets, or is closer, I guess. Well, I guess one of our teams. No, none of our, well, I guess technically, sorry, I'm having a brain fart at the moment. One of our teams has to win the Super Bowl, right? Yes. Unless, Unless we keep it at six teams. And then oh, oh. the control is if neither oh. of us pick the Super Bowl winner. I kind of like that a lot. Okay, let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, awesome. Sorry, I didn't have uh, Kyle's not on the show to help us with our with our math. You know, so yeah, yeah. You know, uh, if we ever hire an intern, I'm going to make a strong push for it to be Kyle. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I don't think we'll be able to pay him, but you know, we can. We got stickers. So, <laughs> now we've got shirts. Yeah, courtesy of you. Yeah, so. Um, definitely. I like it. All right, let's get into it, Logan. I believe I have the first round pick because we couldn't figure out who won last year, but I think it was me because I typically lose these things. So yes, you, you have the first round pick. So go ahead, make the pick. We all know you're going to, and take the Washington football team off the board. <laughs> I was going to ask if I could take the Chargers. Actually, <laughs> <to someone. laughs> I'm not going to say All right. <laughs> Look, as a, I know as a Chargers fan, it's going to kill me and the rest of the Chargers fans. I'm sorry, but I am going to have to pick the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Can't say I'm very surprised. Um, mm, with the second pick, 
I don't know if I really believe they're the second most likely to win, but they are the second most likely to make it into the second round. So I'll go with the Green Bay Packers because they do right. have a bye in the first round. <laughs> there you go. See, you, we have both already made it to the second round. So good for us. I just fist pumped, right. but no one can see that because this is a podcast. <laughs> well, I like it. Oh, and just to give our listeners, um, I know most of you are very, very um, concerned with the rules and how we do these things and probably remember last year how we picked AFC and NFC. We're doing whatever. We're doing – we can pick AFC, NFC. I can pick all the AFC teams and leave Logan the NFC teams, whatever we want to do. So we are switching up the rules a little bit. But I am going to go ahead and take the Buffalo Bills. Mm. So I'm, I'm, I'm chalk. I'm staying true to the one-two seed in the AFC. I'm going Bills. So I, I like that pick by you. I think they're you know maybe the most likely the second best team in the league right now. The only thing you got to contend with is for that pick to work out. You they do have to beat the Chiefs in the AFC championship game. So yes, they do. I'm not, yes, they do. I'm not too terribly heartbroken that you took the, uh, cheat or the bills off the board. I will, man, this is going to sound boring, but I, no, 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 I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to bypass the number two seed in the NFC and go straight to the Seattle Seahawks <laughs> for my second right. pick. That's what I was going to do. But that that doesn't surprise me. You you love your Seahawks. I, I you picked them to Which go to the Super Bowl, too. yeah. But I yeah, I, I, love them too. I love me some Russell Wilson, and um, I think they can get it done. I think they're a team that on any given day could beat any given team. Yeah, no, I I would have done the same thing if you went and picked another team. But I'm going to go ahead and take the other team. I'm going to go ahead and take the team that you surpassed. The Saints don't love them. Their uh, their last few games made me a little wary of, of what they're doing, and I don't really know how healthy Drew Brees is. Um, so makes me a little scared. I think that the there's some there could be some wild cards in the NFC, especially towards the bottom of the pack in the playoff race. So they could dethrone the Saints. Um, so we'll see. But ultimately, I think they have a better chance of winning the Super Bowl than the rest, <clears throat> but less than the Bills, Steelers, or Bills, Chiefs, and Packers. Hmm. So now, now you got to really start looking at matchups and deciding who is at least going to get into the second round. Um, hmm. Chiefs, Bills, Saints, Seahawks, Green Bay off the board. And you know what? This is going to sound crazy, but I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, that's mainly because I'm, <laughs> I don't have a lot of confidence in, in the football team to defeat the Buccaneers in, in the yep. first round. Mm-hmm. Well, I understand that. And I think that the Buccaneers actually have a little bit more uh, people invested in them than a five seed normally does. Mm-hmm. I think just the Tom Brady and the roster that they've got. I mean, I think people are, are thinking if there's any team that, was not a division winner that could win it. I think a lot of people would say the Bucks in in both the AFC and the NFC. All right, so you got Bucks, and we both have. Are we're halfway through the draft right now? And listeners, you get to see this in real time. 
unfortunately or maybe fortunately there's no way we could have prepared for this segment beforehand because it is real time so you're getting a look into our brain processes right now mm-hmm. and how we pick our picks so remaining on the board to help you visualize it listeners we've got in the afc the steelers the titans the ravens the browns and the colts and then the nfc we've got the redskins the rams and the bears so This is tough, man. <laughs> I know, is, I know who is, I would oh, pick, man. But I don't know if it's who you would go with. So, yeah, this is uh, there's a lot of there. I mean, the playoffs I think are going to be interesting because there's a lot of teams that are had decent regular se- had had good like the Steelers and the Saints that like are twelve and four, mm-hmm. but they're also like eh, didn't look so great down the stretch. Um, man. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Titans. I'm gonna ride ah. to Henry's back right now. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Titans. Man, that one hurts. That one hurts. <laughs> we, man, we have very similar uh, picks, I guess. What's sad is that the the Steelers are still there, and I don't want to pick them. Yeah, me neither. So the Steelers are still there. The Browns are still there. The Colts are still there. Baltimore, Chicago, Los Angeles, and Washington. Um, oof. I don't have a lot of faith in, in many of the remaining teams here. Well, you've got the Colts of the Bills this weekend. You've mm-hmm. got the Rams playing the Seahawks. The uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers mm-hmm. playing the Washington football team. That's all on Saturday, and then on Sunday you've got the Ravens against the Titans, the Bears against the Saints, and the Browns against the Steelers. Okay, so I may, I may regret this, but I'm I'm going to play the other side of the coin that you did and say that my next best bet is Baltimore. Okay, all right. So I'll put you down for one Ravens. I I really like the Titans as as a pick to go far. But Baltimore's getting hot, so I, they may have revenge this game and and uh, see if they can get a deep playoff run started. Okay. I like it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll pluck them. Maybe I'm falling for it. I don't know. But I'm, I'll say the Steelers. And the reason why I'm drafting the Steelers with my second-to-last draft pick is because Mike Tomlin. I don't think they're – the best team in the playoffs. I don't think that they're the worst. I think Big Ben has had a not a great season, but Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin, if he can get in the playoffs, we know that he can do uh, really great things. So I'm betting on him. So I'm taking him with my penultimate pick. And they are playing the Browns in the first round. So, I mean, they are normally they you'd are, say yeah. that's a buy, but I'm... you know, it's, it's, it's a strange thing because I don't, the Browns look good. Baker's playing good, but I don't. I'm. I don't think that they're going to make noise in the playoffs. Some people might, but I think they're going to kind of regress a little bit to how they played in the past. But I don't see them winning a game. Yeah, it's a, it's a big moment, and you know maybe we'll discuss them a little more. But I'll move on to my next pick, and 
I'm going to go with the last team that I have really a shred of hope for, and that's the Los Angeles Rams. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now I like that. I, pick. I, really, I really feel like, um, does it even matter from here on out? Like do, do our last two picks, do we have any confidence that they're going to win a playoff game? I think there's a chance they win a playoff game. Uh, I think going to the Super Bowl is, you know, unless they pull a, uh, Eli Manning, who I think they, I think they were the sixth seed both times. They beat Tom Brady. I feel like, so unless they pull a Eli Manning, well, I feel like we looked you know, at the giants those years, as about like we're looking at the Ravens this year, though, you know, like, oh, they got yeah. hot at the right time. They're a good team. They, you know, they have the pieces. They're now putting it together. I don't, I don't see that team left out there. Okay. So just to recap, the teams still on the board are the Washington football team, the Bears, the Colts, and the Browns. That is so. Correct. Logan and I both have one more pick each, and then two teams will be left on the board. So, you know, so I could either pick the Browns, the Colts, the Bears, or the Washington football team. Logan, I need to see who the Colts are playing. (laughs) Uh, Okay. All right, Colts and Bills. I am going to go with... Maybe surprising, but you know, I'm from the area. WFT Washington football team. Okay. Let's go to work. Okay. The reason why I say this is even though they've got a banged up bad offense, their defense is stout. They've got yeah. a good defense. And who, who I mean, when you look at the teams in the past and the games in the past when Tom Brady has had bad games, it's because of the pass rush, Montez Sweat and Chase Young. They can bring it. They can get in Tom Brady's face. So we'll see. I don't know. I've never been super high on Bruce Arians, so um, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to coach um, on this big of a stage. I know he's done it a little bit in the past, but we'll see. We'll see. So I'll take the flyer on the the Washington football team as my last pick. Well, Ben, I, I really appreciate that. I feel like you you did me a solid like Doug Peterson did the Washington football team because (laughs) (laughs) that was one of the teams. There's two teams I had no interest in having on my side of this, and that was the Washington football team and the Chicago Bears. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I I wanted nothing to do with those two teams because I – oh, man, I just don't think they can win a playoff game, either one of them. But – um, so I'm going to go with a team that didn't require the four ten and one Philadelphia Eagles blowing <laughs> or tanking a game to get them into the playoffs. And I'll go with the Colts. Um, All right. All I'll right. pick Phillip Rivers to do better in big games than Baker Mayfield, though I think the Cleveland Browns might be a better team and facing a much weaker opponent. Um, and, you know... If they win the first round, they beat the Bills, then they have to play the Chiefs. If they beat the mm-hmm. Chiefs, you know, like, who knows? Like, they've, they've <laughs> at that point beaten probably the best two teams in the league. So that's, that's not the easiest path to the Super Bowl, to a Super Bowl victory. 
but at that point it's like they've already crested the mountain and they're on the downhill. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. The bears, I don't think either of us were going to touch them. They kind of backed in the playoffs. Uh, I'm kind of surprised. None of us, neither of us taking the Browns. Um, so we'll, we'll see the Browns play. Yeah. The Browns play the Steelers. It's going to be one of those nice wild card divisional uh, games in the AFC North. Um, so that'll be a fun game to watch. I'm sure. But none of us picked the Browns against a so-so Steelers yeah. team. That's interesting. Yeah, and they, um, they've got a good chance to win that game. But I just, you know, they're still the Browns, right? So <laughs> it's. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, that's that's as as non-scientific and as subjective as that is. That's my premise for not picking them. You know, until I'm until I'm confirmed that the culture has shifted in that franchise then i'm not going to bet on them to win a playoff game so maybe they'll prove me wrong but uh i hope not logan just to give a quick recap um i picked let's see four afc teams and two nfc teams you picked the inverse you picked two nfc teams two afc teams so some good spread there um i picked just to give another recap to our listeners my picks my final picks were the chiefs bills saints Titans, Steelers, and the football team. Logan, you picked the Packers, Seahawks, Buccaneers, Ravens, Rams, and Colts. So we've got our picks. I'll be I'm be sure to write them down so we can figure out yeah. this time next year. <laughs> yep, I've got them saved in my phone as well. Perfect. Love it. Well, it's been a fun episode. Uh, thank you. If you've listened to the whole episode, thank you for sticking with us. Hopefully you enjoyed listening to our segments. I know, uh, you're going to enjoy watching some football this weekend. A lot of good games on. I'm excited for these playoffs, Logan. I think that there's a lot more parody in these playoffs than, than most years, actually. Yeah, there's definitely so. going to be some good games. We got two triple headers Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. Woo. So that's, you know, just, uh, cancel all my other plans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that sounds uh, like a great weekend. Um, Logan, this has been a fun episode. If you want to follow us on social media, you can do so. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. Uh, you can send us on uh, Gmail um, at uh, goingfortwopod19 at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. Uh, interact with us if you're one of our listeners. We want to know what you think of the podcast. Go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review on Apple. That would be huge for us. We'd really appreciate that. Um, but until next time, enjoy Wildcard 